Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Daghiwad Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. before your presence and we know that we are going to have an encounter with you and with your spirit thank you lord that we are not living here the same as we came thank you for your wonderful touch thank you for your wonderful presence thank you in the name of the lord jesus of nazareth amen take your seats in the presence of god and let us hear the word of god Hallelujah. Jesus is good. Matthew chapter 22 verse 14. Matthew 22 14. Matthew 22 14. Bible says that for many are called. Many are called for many are called hallelujah it means that god is calling many people onto his work 
God is calling many people onto his work. The population of the world keeps increasing. If we were 2 billion in 1947 or whatever, or 19 something, now we are 7 billion, isn't it? 7 billion or so. So even you can see that population has increased. And so, and the word of God must go to so many places and so many people. So God, if God was, I mean, God was calling people, many people then, and there were thousands. Today God is calling times so many, several thousands, so that the work of God will be done. So God has not stopped calling people. Many are called. And we have come to establish that many are called for various works to be done. Not all of us are called with the same callings. Not all of us are called the same callings. When we saw from Matthew chapter 25 that God gave talents. He called his servants and gave talents unto them. And one he gave five, two, one, according to their several abilities. Do you get it? According to their several abilities. So, so the God who calls you knows what you are capable of. He knows what you will do and what you can do. And then he has called you and give you that talent, that grace, according to what you can do, to do. Hallelujah. And then we have also come to see that one day we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Do you remember? We shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ and then we are going to be judged. We are going to be judged according as God gave to you. God is not going to judge you for something that he has not given to you. And we shall stand individually in the presence of God. Hallelujah. We shall stand individually in the presence of God and that is why we have also come to understand that it is not good to compare yourself with one another. It's not wise. It's a foolish thing to do. Because if somebody is giving ten, and you are giving five, another is giving three, how, what measurement are you going to use to measure yourselves and to compare yourselves? So the Bible says if you do that, you are not wise. The most important thing is that concentrate on your calling. You get it? Concentrate on your calling and do it to the World Cup level. Concentrate on your calling and do it to the World Cup level. If even within the church, there are callings, some are called to be ashes, some are called to be sweet influence, some are called to be amazing praise, some are called to be aquaba men, some are called to receive offering, some are called to stand at the gate, some are called to do whatever they are called to do. Do you get it? The, according as you have received, that is what you'll be judged with one day. So do it to the World Cup level. And any calling that you have, anything that you are doing, any talent that you are, you are using, if it doesn't end by producing fruits for Christ, then you are not using that talent well. If it doesn't result in fruit bearing, if you are a singer, if you are um, 
an instrumentalist, if an usher, if you are whatever you are, you are, if it doesn't bear fruits to the kingdom, because every talent is an opportunity for you to be fruitful. And the Bible makes us to know that by their fruits, by their fruits, because if I if I am Christian, you are a Christian singer. If you are a singer, you are a Christian singer. If you are an usher, you are a Christian usher. If you are an aquaba man, you are a Christian aquaba. If you are a basenter, you are a Christian. You are, you are first a Christian. It's like you are first a woman before a Christian. You are first a man before a, a, a church member. Is that, or before a married man. <laughs> So we expect some fruits. Do you get it? So whatever talent that has been given to you, it's supposed to help you to bear the fruit of Christianity. And we have come to establish that the first fruit that we want to see of Christianity is, let's say, if you're, if you're married, you're a woman, the first fruit is the child, is that also? But there are other fruits you can see. The child will go to school, it's a fruit. The child will buy a car. It's a fruit. But the first thing we want to see is the fruit of that Christianity. Do you get it? So if you are a Christian and at this stage you have not given birth to another Christian, then where is your fruit? Where is your fruit? So, so if like you are, an ash, you are an asher, the ashes are supposed to bear fruits. Do you get it? The fruit of the ashes is not only sweeping the church and arranging the chairs. It's good. It brings us together. But at the end of the day, we should also see fruit of souls. Fruit of souls from ashes. Fruit of souls from aquaba. Fruit of souls from sweet influence. Fruit of souls. Fruit of souls. That is why when we say that we're having um, bring your soul um, um, Solemn Sunday, we are saying um, month of evangelism, all those things. We are expecting you as a Christian to be fruitful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Talent. And as an individual, Bible says we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Individuals. Individuals. Look, you will not go and stand before God and mention your husband's name. No. You may get some credit for not complaining when your husband doesn't come home early because he's doing the work of God. You may get some credit. Do you get it? I'm sure there are credits. You may get some credit. But you're also as a Christian to bear fruit. Do you get it? So that if from January 19, 2023 to July 2023, as a Christian, you have not borne any fruits, one single fruit that you can point and say, this is my child in Christ. Then you, you must question the kind of... I was going to use some gynecological words, but I know you for one or two reasons. The type of spirit that is in you. Yeah. 
You must question the type of spirit that is in you. Because if the spirit of God dwells in you, you should bear fruit. You should bear fruit. And one sign is that you have souls. Are you get what I'm saying? So you need to bear fruit. Now, all this, so you see that many are called, and we establish that we are called unto fruitfulness. We have called unto fruitfulness. John 15, 16. Say, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bear fruits, that your fruits should remain. That whatsoever, whatsoever, you have the Father in my name, shall the Father in my name, that shall I give you. Wow. So God has called us to be fruitful. Hallelujah. And you must do everything to be fruitful. To be fruitful means that some people, see, you may not have to go far in your office, wherever, try and give birth to a, a soul. It's very important. Hallelujah. Now today, what I want to ask is that all these things that God has given to us, according to what the Bible says, is also time-related. It's also time-related. It's seasonal and time-related. Never think that you're going to have all the time in the world to do what you have to do. Everything God has given to us is time-related. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew 25 again, verse, verse 4, 14 and 15. 14 and 15. You see, it says that the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Do you remember? Who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five, two, and another one. And to everyone upon the several ability and straight away took his journey. Is that not so? So go to verse 17. Let me see. Verse 17. 18. Now 19. It says what? After a long time. Do you get it? After what? After what? After a long time. But it was time related. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and started taking, making account with them, asking them questions about what he gave them to do. Do you get it? After a long time, he came. So whatever, first of all, God has called all of us and has given us talents. Do you get it? And the call means that we have obtained mercy. You have obtained mercy, mercy to do something, to do something for, the, for eternity, for the future. And then he's saying that this thing is time-related. It is not forever. Hallelujah. It is time-bound, not forever. And so when you go to Ecclesiastes chapter 
3. When you go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it, is, it says, to everything, there is a season. To everything, there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. Hallelujah. To everything, there is a season. The talent that God has given to you is part of the everything. And there's a season. And that the, the talent is for a purpose. And the Bible said there's a time for every purpose. To everything there's a season. And to every purpose under the heavens. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say that there is a time to be born. There is a time to be born. And a time to die. Hallelujah. There is a time to plant and a time to plug up that which is planted. And when you go on, it's about times to, to rejoice and time to mourn. But you realize that there, between the time to be born and the time to die, there are many things that happen. That is when you have your opportunities. Are you getting me? The time to be born, verse 2. Between the time to be born, there's a time to be born and a time to die. Hallelujah. And there are so many times and seasons that the Bible talks about. But I'm saying that between the time to be born and a time to die, there are several things. It's between this time that the talent you have received, you have to use it. Hallelujah. The opportunities you get in life, the graces, that you get in life is between this time period the time to be born and the time to die in between is where all the opportunities come to pass because there come a time that you cannot do anything again and as we heard last week it is appointed unto man once to die. That is the time to die. Immediately after that judgment. You can't do anything again. You can't go back and say I'm going to now and now understand so I'm going to do it again. Now I'm going to do it well because I now understand. No. Do you get it? So you realize that time time is of no value in the realm of the spirit. In the spirit world, in the spirit world, time is of no value. There is no time in the spirit world. That's why you can have a dream. And in the dream, you were born. In the same dream within that dawn, you were born, you grew up, you went to America, you came, you built a house, you saw so many things. Within that short time, all in one. But there's no time in the realm of the spirit. Time is only relevant in this world as we live in. Hallelujah. It has no meaning when we die. That's why we need to use our time here on earth. Well, hallelujah. 
God has given us time on earth here as a gift of grace. Do you get it? As a gift of grace to prove our love for him. So as long as you are here, it's grace just to prove your love, just to use your talent. As long as you are here, God is still giving you grace to prove well, after many days, he came. He came back and called them. And said, what I gave to you, what did you do with it? So he gave them time as a gift of grace. Hallelujah. That is why in First Peter 1, 17, he says, And if you call on the Father, and if you call on the Father, who... Without respect of persons, judged according to what? Every man's work. According to every man's work. Every man's work. Every man has a work to do. Every man, not every family's work. Every man's work. Sometimes you, you are joining to a church to find a work to do. So that one day, as every man, as every woman, you can find something to say. Do you get it? Don't hide in the church and think that it's going to be all the church together. No. No. That's why some people can even be in the church and they are not born again. Because they think that because they are in the church, they are hiding in the church as born again. No. It's, individual, it's an individual affair. As we started saying, when we started the series. So, Bible says that if you who without respect or person judge it to every according to every man's work, do what? Do pass, what? Pass the time of your sojourning here in here. Do what? Oh, read, read the Bible, read the Bible. Some of you are looking at me. Read pass, the Bible. Do what? Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. One, it means that you are, you are just sojourning here. You are just a passing through. Yes. You are a visitor here on earth. You are here for a while. You are here for a while. You are not, you are not here permanently. The permanent things we do. Bible says a good man leaveth inheritance for his children and his children's children. Sometimes you do some permanent things as a form of inheritance for your children and your children's children. But as for you, don't think that you are here permanently. No. You are not here permanently. Nobody is here permanently. So say, pass this time here. Your small time here on earth. Pass it with fear. Hallelujah. Pass it here in fear. In fear that what am I going to do with the time I have here on earth? Have I really fulfilled my time here on earth? Pass it here with fear. And you see, it is also very important. Just as the talents were given, two, four, one, five. Just as the talents were given, time is also allotted by God. According to how long you have here on earth. Time is also allotted by God. That's why you don't have to compare yourself 
Maybe if you have to do your work, you say, oh, I'm waiting. Maybe I can have the time to do mine next year. For all you know, next year is the end of your time. Yeah. John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 6 and 8. This is where you get a concept of my time, your time. My time, your time. John chapter 7, verse 6. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come. My time. So Jesus was talking about his time. Is that not so? His time. Say, my time has not yet come. So he's talking about his time that has not yet come. But your time is always ready. So the concept is that there is your time, there is my time. There is your time, there is my time. And those times are allocated by God. Your time may be 35. My time may be 99. Your time may be 99. My time may be 31. Jesus' time was 33. And among Jesus' disciples, some lived to, very, to be very old and some died very young. And as he was talking to them, he knew the times and the seasons for their lives. Do you get it? He knew the times and the seasons for their lives. And that's why the Bible said there's a time for everything. A, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to be born and a time to die. But after that, judgment. And everybody shall be judged according to what you did in your body. What you did with your life. What you did with your talents. Yeah. Hallelujah. So it is very, very important that individuals don't compare themselves and say, oh, I will do it tomorrow. I will do it tomorrow. For instance, some of you had opportunities to go and look for your souls. Do you get it? But you are telling yourself, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. But you do not understand, you do not know when next week holds for you. You don't know. And you may even be thinking of a friend who has backslidden. In the concept of time, you'll be surprised that someone who has backslidden may live to be 99 years old. So at the age of 70, the person may find Christ again. And do more in 70, between 70 and 80. And for all you know, you are supposed to go by 50. That's why you don't have to compare yourselves. Just do what you have to do. I get what I'm saying. Do what you have to do. Because time is very, very important. Hallelujah. Time is very, very important. So every time you have, use it well. Use it well. Because you never know. You never know. And let me tell you something. No one knows the time allotted to you. Mm. No one knows. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah. Hallelujah. That time is a mystery. Yeah. That is why God timed Jesus' birth with John the Baptist's birth for a purpose. 
Jesus was not just born. He was born for a purpose. And for that purpose to succeed, it was time with John the Baptist's birth. So that John the Baptist can come and announce the coming of Jesus. So if you are living in this time, in this season, even this is the time for your life. Everything around you is part of your time and your season. It's to help you, the church you are attending. Everything is to help you to fulfill your time. Fulfill your purpose here on earth. And never, never want to die without fulfilling your purpose and your time here on earth. It will not be a happy thing. Hallelujah. It will not be a happy thing at all. So there's a time for everything. There's a time for your salvation. You know about that. There's a time. You know, many of us were in school. We never gave our life to Christ. But a time came. Actually, no matter what. This is the time. You give up. This is the time. Hallelujah. So there's a time. And please, let's live, let's live our time well. Let's live our time well. As a church like this, you know, as a church, we are moving on. You may think that all of us are going to live together, grow together, and die together. Do you get it? You may, you may think like that. So maybe all those above 50, 60, they are thinking that when, when we are 60 or when we are 80, then we will be attending funerals and young people will be leading praise and worship. Do you know? It's not like that. It's not like that. Then when we are, then we all join social help. It's not like that at all. <laughs> you may not have that opportunity. You may not have that opportunity. So the time that God has given to you, use it well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. It says that for when for the time you ought to be teachers. You see, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. So when for what? The time. So there's a time to be matured. There's a time in your Christian life in your walk with God, that you should be matured. Yes. There is a time. Can you imagine you gave birth to a baby? And, then, and I know a brother had a child, and the brother was not very happy. Because at, at the age of seven, the baby was not even crawling. And it was a problem for all of us. Prayed, fasted, we're doing everything. Because we realized that it wasn't normal. That is why when any time I'm doing baby dedication, there's a particular prayer I pray. That when it's time for his season for this, let him bear the fruit of that season. It's a, because of what I have seen before. That some that there are seasons that you expect the baby to teeth. You expect the baby to talk. You expect the baby to walk. And the season long passes and nothing is happening. And then you are confused. And you are surprised. What has happened? And what is happening? Do you get it? So there is a time for your maturity. 
But so when for the time you ought to be teachers, there are many of us here, it is time for us to be matured. Matured. What are the signs of maturity? That no one now takes care of you. You take care of somebody. No one takes care of you. You, you take care of yourself. The brother there is in the spirit. <laughs> no one else takes care of you. Some of you, you have grown in Christianity. You, you have, you, you have, you, I almost say you have cheated. <laughs> Your teeth have come, they have even removed, and still someone must take care of you. You are a grandpa, and somebody should take care of you. Grandpa. Grandpa, you are sick. Nobody visited you. Say, you are angry. You have left the church. Meanwhile, you have never visited any sick person in the church before. You have never visited anybody in the church before. Grandmother, you said your wedding. Nobody came. You have never attended even adoring. Anybody's adoring in the church before. Anybody's adoring. What you, there are some of you I have never seen you in any funeral, any adoring. Any, I have never seen you before. And you are the one to who will be hurt. You are the one who will be hurt. You have never paid your tithe before. And, your, and, your, and the funeral, and your funeral is Sefi as a winso. Do you know where Sefi as a winso is? Where is it? <laughs> I think it's very far. <laughs> Even the name is very far. Somewhere in the western region. You have to pass through Takrade, go to Takwa, pass through all those places to go to Dadiaso, go to Bogoso, I'm sure. Go to all those and then go to Sefi Asawensu. And then the pastors must drive and the uh, uh, social health must drive with petrol in their cars. And they should come with the whole church. Meanwhile, you have never paid tithe in the church before. What what galamise money are you expecting them to use to come? What money are you expecting them to come? What are you expecting to use to come? Meanwhile, you are the one who will be angry. Eh, my wedding came, nobody came. My auntie died, nobody came. Even me, I died, nobody came. Yeah, look at what you're saying. Even me, I died, nobody came. I died, nobody came. Hey. <laughs> You have to be they say for the time you ought to be you yourself leading people for funerals. Now you are crying that nobody has come for your funeral. <laughs> you yourself. So there's a time for everything. Look. Some of you, the time to stop sitting on buses to church is long gone. The time to stop sitting on buses. If you can sit on a bus, if you can go on your own to market, to buy food to come and cook, if you can sit on your own to go and visit your friend in town, and you cannot sit on your own and come to church, then you are still a baby. You are still a baby. Every Christian, you can you can sit on a car and go to Accra Mall. Accra Mall. Go to beach. 
When you sit on the bus, then you pay. I'm going to come more. Me, 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 ya more. Kanesh, Kanesh, Kanesh. Ola ko Kanesh, Ola ko Kanesh, Ola ko Kanesh. Me, ya Kanesh. Me, why you pay? But when you sit on the church bus, no, no, now there you have, now it's okay, you are a baby. Sit on the bus. But I said, there is a time. And they know themselves, those who, as for you, sit on the bus and come. Even now, some are now arriving, don't worry. As for you, sit on the bus and come, no problem. But the bus is for babies. Newcomers. You are what? But don't sisters, what sasa? Still, if a bus doesn't come, you don't come to church early. Ah. When, ask your friend, when are you at all? When at all are you going to be matured? Ah. What about film stars? Film stars, why you film stars? Sir? If the bus doesn't come, because of you, when you wanted to start the film, they can't start because you have not arrived. But your bus comes at 12.30 and film stars are supposed to start. You, are, you have been in film stars for years. For years. Hey, okay, today I have to take the bus because I'm bringing a convert. That's okay. But you are you're not bringing a convert. You are not bringing this. Meanwhile, you are operating the, the lights and we are waiting for, for the light to come on. And you are waiting for your bus. Meanwhile, you can sit on the car. You can go there and pay. You can go and pay. But when it comes to church, for when for the time, you ought to be teachers. You ought to be teachers. Hmm? So if you went for the time, you ought to come to church early. But short Christians like you, nine o'clock, you are thinking only those who come on buses. You do have your own cars as well. One o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, you are now coming. Baby, and how do you, when do you expect the babies to come to church? <laughs> when are you? What are you going to tell the baby? You, the father yourself. You come to church late, you wake up late. Then I tell your daughter, Oka waria ya sorrentem. What does I know? Oka sorrentem. What she saw you do at home, the same she do it. Hey! Hmm. When the time you have to be mature, there's a time for maturity. And church, this is the time for your maturity. 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 I mean, can you imagine? You sit down, sit down. Don't influence me. <laughs> yeah. The time to have to be matured. Matured people pay their tithe. Look at you. You are sitting in an air condition. Look, they keep opening that door. The usher there should probably should, should, should do well. You are saying that too much. You are sitting in air condition. It's flowing. We don't work. We don't. We don't. We don't operate on Ghana electricity. We don't operate on Ghana electricity, and no one needs to tell you that this one takes a ga. A ga kudi. This one takes a ga. So as at the end of the month, 
You have to pay your tithe. Already you know that your tithe have been swallowed. You, your own, as soon as it entered the basket, it swallowed. It disappears. You know it. You are not matured. You are still crying over offerings at this stage of your life. You are crying over tithe at this stage of your life. That you are, you are expected now to tell somebody why you must pay your tithe. Give the person thousand reasons why you must pay your tithe. You yourself you are crying over tithe. You yourself, you don't pay tithe. Bible says there's a time that you ought, you ought to be teachers. You ought to be teachers. There's a time you ought to tell people why they must come to church. You see, the, a time, the time must come, you should stop calling your pastor to say, Pastor, this is what somebody is saying about the church. You see, you yourself must be matured now to now be able to answer, give an answer, give an answer to your faith. It's a time. Then you have grown up with spiritual gray, spiritual beard. If you, if, if you look at you in the realm of the spirit, you are holding a stick. Why are you old? And you are now confused about your relationship with your pastor. Relationship with your pastor. How can you imagine? You're confused. One of our buses, somebody climbed the bus. Last two weeks, somebody climbed the bus. As the buses were coming, and the person said, Are you going to this church? This church is an occult. This church is an occult. And I thank God that it wasn't people who have been in church for long. Because sometimes those who have been in church for long are rather the most dull, the dullest people. They are rather one coming to ask you questions. They were young people who have just been born again. So when they heard that, they almost killed a man. They almost killed the man for coming in the bus to say they almost beat him up. Maybe it was you. You are now come to write it down, come and ask me, are you an occult? Yo, where? Uh, where? <laughs> right, right, right. Go ask the fetish priest in your town. Don't come and ask me. Go ask your fetish priest in your town. <laughs> you are no Where ask your fetish priest in your town? The time you ought to be teachers, you are still confused. How can you teach? If you mature person, you are confused. Mature person, you are confused. The time you have to have faith. The time you have to have faith. You see, you have to be matured. Hey, you have to be matured. In, that's why I said, look, Jesus asked them, who do you say I am? I wasn't saying this into the air. I was talking to you. Personal. Who do you say I am? Maturity. What do you say about eternal life? So if you are in the church, you don't even believe in eternity. You don't even believe in eternity. And by the way, by the way, the reason why we are born again is so that we die and go to heaven. By the way, hmm, we die and go to heaven time of your maturity. 
time of your maturity. Sometimes when in a church, a young person died. Why are young people dying? Why are young people dying? How can I answer such a question? How can I answer such a question? Where you work, has young people died? So go and ask your managing director, why are young people dying? Then when you, ask, when, when you get the answer, come and tell me. That's, that's what it is. There's a time for everything under the sun. And you must, at this time, you should be matured enough to know. You matured enough to know. Matured enough to know. When I got born again, I was very young. I think I was 18. No, 18 years. I'm not sure. I think 20. <laughs> 20. If I calculate the things, it should be 20. <laughs> When I, when I got born again and my mother died, I said, wow, how can my mother die at the, this age? 47 years. She passed. 47 years. And I had just been born again. I said, wow. What, what is this? And it was the time, the, the funeral, when I've been born again, and I've come to know Christ. The funeral, I decided to do evangelism. Some guys who went, oh, put your hands together for Jesus. What's the time? I decided to do, I decided to do evangelism. Come and see young people who got born again. During the funeral, I couldn't believe it. Yes. Because she made me to know that it is good to be born again. That was the year I said she prayed, that 31st night, that I prayed that God should save me. That the May is when she died. Yeah. Is it the May? Yes, yeah, the year, that year. Is the May I got born again? So it's the year she died. Yeah. And she made, made me to believe in eternity. Yeah. The Christian life is about eternity. It's about salvation. That's why when you are here, take opportunity of your life, the gift God has given to you, and use it well. Hallelujah. So if you have time, beloved, let's use it well. Hallelujah. A time of your maturity. A time of your fruitfulness. Mark 11. 13. And we'll be closing soon. A time. A time for your fruitfulness. Hallelujah. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Why? For the time of fix was not yet. The time of fix 
was not yet. That there's a time naturally for the fix to come. And Jesus said unto them, unto it, no man eat food thereafter. Why did Jesus curse it? Because see, there is natural time and there's a spiritual time. So even though physically it was not time yet, but spiritually there was, that was a time that God expected something of the tree. Yeah. That's what God expected, fruit from the tree. So you have to be fruitful. Hallelujah. And there's also the time for your special visitation. And may you never miss the time of your special visitation. God visits people in special times and seasons. God visits people in special times and seasons. Many times you don't even expect when God will visit, like Zachariah. He didn't expect when God will visit. He was just doing his work. And he was believing God for a mega breakthrough. Bam! An angel of the Lord appeared. It was so sudden that he himself was shocked. He himself was shocked. Hallelujah. Special visitation. Genesis 18, 14. Special visitation. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed. At the time what? At the time what? At the time what? I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. May God return to you according to the time of life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Luke 19.44 And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not live in thee one stone upon another. Why? Because thou knowest not the time of your visitation. Because thou knowest not the time of your visitation. You have to know when God is visiting you. Thou knowest. And may nobody miss the time of your visitation. May Amen. no one miss your opportunities. May no one miss the time of your visitation. God has given you time so that you don't miss, so that you'll be gracious to you. You use it well. Use it well in your days and your time. And finally, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Ye may be do what? Stand in the evil day. Then the time of your testing. The time of your testing. But I would say every man's work shall be tested. Every man's work. This work we are doing here in church, it shall be tested. It shall be tested. And every now and then there comes a test. And you can never go to class two if you don't pass the test in class one. And the higher you go, the more difficult the exams become. But sometimes also the, more, the easier it becomes because when you grow, things, you must understand things easily. Are you understanding me? Even though the exams become more difficult, it just becomes a little bit easy for you because now you're, you are supposed to understand things. For instance, I didn't like mathematics. You get it. 
But now I realize that if I take my time, I can pass maths. <laughs> Remember, I say, if I take my time. <laughs> if I take my time, this morning I have a conversation with somebody about some kind of scientific things. And I say, I don't like those things. But I also realize that if I really want to, I can do it. I can do it. Because at a certain point, you're supposed to think in a certain way. Yeah, I can do it. Because when we read on the internet, we understand it. Yes. We can do it. So there's a, the test will come. Some will fail and never come back. Some will fail and come back. That's what I say, do. Never compare yourself with one another. Think of yourself. If somebody has failed today, concentrate on your examination. Because in school, we knew some who didn't never fail an exam, but some failed, but have come to overtake them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Some failed, but have come to overtake them. So, compare yourself with yourself and pass your test. Somebody's test is not your test. Somebody's test is not your test. That's why you will not come and give um, elective math to a history student to come and do elective math after he finishes GSS. No. Or is the SHS. Is history student supposed to do elective math in SHS? No. It's not, it's not, it's not fair. Elective math. History. What is this student doing with relative math? And then he's not a proper art student. He's just a confused art student. He's a science student. I get what I'm saying. So there's a time of your testing. There's a time for your testing. And every man's work shall be tested. Every man's work shall be. In fact, it, it must even be of concern to you if some tests have not come into your life. You must read it because how come that some tests have not how come have not been tested? I've been tested. My faith has been tried. Satan has attempted to destroy my life because abuse and abuse and storm. He's done everything he can to my Oh, I still have joy. I still have joy. After I've been through, I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. And after all I've been through, I still have joy. I've been tested, my faith has been tried. Satan has attempted to destroy my life. robbed, abused, accused, and stole. He's done everything he could do just to conquer my soul. I still have joy, I still have joy, after all I've been through, I still have joy, I still 
have joy. I still have joy. And after all I've been through, I still have joy. Oh, friends have left me. They've questioned my faith. The good I tried to do was thrown back in my face. The hurt and the pain brought tears to my eyes. But God has replaced the blessing for every tear that I cry. I still have joy. Still have joy. After all I've been through, I still have joy. Come on! I still have joy. I still have joy. And after all I've been through, I still have joy. Friends have left me. The good I tried to do was thrown back in my face. The hurt and the pain brought tears to my eyes. But God has to place a blessing for every tear that I cry. I still have joy. I still have joy. have not left you and they have not said bad things about you it's just a matter of time you that you're a good person you're a good person you cry what is wrong with you the everyday friends are eh, the question the good you try to do thrown back, but for every tear that you cried God replaces it with a blessing every tear that you cry this guy reminds me of that thing this guy this guy reminds me of that thing I haven't told him, but he reminds me of that thing. Every tear you cry, God replaces thousand times more. Thousand. And you say, wow, such a person was here, was waiting to come, and somebody was blocking the way. Wow. Did somebody was waiting to come, and somebody was blocking the way, and you need to be tested so that God can remove some from the way, and God can bring some to replace for a blessing. Hey. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome with evil with good. For every testing, take your time. Go through it. God will bless you. And finally, time for your judgment. I can't end this message. Next week, I'm not preaching. So I have to tell you again. Next week, I'm not preaching. You know, next week, we're having a convention in the morning. Reverend McLaughlin will be here, yes. and in the evening, 
prophet Kakra also will be here in the evening. Powerful, powerful. When I say in the evening, I'm not talking about 6 p.m. I'm talking about 3 p.m. I'm not talking about 6 p.m. I'm talking about 3, 4 p.m. We've started. You get it. So it's going to be a powerful time next week. But Mark 13, 31, and 33. Mark 13, 30, Mark 13, 31, and 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. 32. But of that day and that hour, no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father, the judgment day. No one. Not even the son. Do you know who the son is? Jesus. Not even the son. Only the father on that day. 33. Take ye heed, watch and pray. For you know not when. You don't know when the time is. The time. What time? The time of judgment. You don't know when the time is. Many of us are waiting for the second coming of the Lord that there will be judgment. But when you die, there's no second coming of the Lord again. You are, you are already finished yours. I understand what I'm saying. It's about to take heed, watch, and pray. You know not when the time is. The time of judgment. Therefore, brothers, whatever God has put in your hands, don't think that the judgment is only about sin and righteousness. Because when it comes to sin and righteousness, you not even enter the judgment. Do you get it? Because when you have sinned and you die, you're already going. I mean, can you imagine your judge and the, your Supreme Court is Satan? Do you get it? So that one is a, so this judgment is for righteous people. It's for righteous people. And righteous people shall be judged. Yeah. Righteous people shall be judged. And what is he going to judge righteous people about? He's going to judge righteous people about what they did with their talents. What they did with their gift. And what are you going to do with your gift? And I said the first gift is what your souls that you should get. So have something to say in the day of judgment. Amen. Have you been blessed you came to church today? Put your hands together for Jesus. For many are called, including you. Are you called? If you are here, believe you are called, give me a wave. Uh -huh. So bear fruits, fruits of your Christianity, Emmanuela. You shall know them by their babies, spiritual babies. You want to know them, and God will bless you. Amen. Wonderful. I want every head to be bowed and every eye to be closed. You have heard that it's appointed unto man once to die and after that judgment. And you want to say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my personal savior. I am not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. And Pastor, I want you to pray for me to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, I want to be born again. 
I want to be born again. I want God to forgive me of my sins. Pastor, I've been a Christian for some time, but I've backslidden. And I'm now not sure whether I'm a Christian again. I'll get to heaven when I die. Pastor, I want you to pray for me also. So you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to rededicate your life to God. With every eye closed and every head bowed, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Every eye closed and every head bowed, lift up your hand. God bless you. You say, Pastor, pray for me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Pastor, pray for me. God, Pastor, pray for me. I want to know. I want to be sure. God bless you. God bless you. God. If your hand is out, can you stand to your feet? God bless you. If your hand is out, God bless you. God bless you. And Ashes, I want you to help them to come. As they come, please put your hands together for them. These ones rededicating their lives. Brothers there, come, come, come. Stand up and come. Stand up and come. Stand up and join them and come. Rededicating their life to Christ and giving their life to Christ. Even though they've been here before, but they are giving their life to Christ or rededicating their life to Christ. Put your hands together for them as they come. Put your hands together as they come. God bless you. Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank, thank you, you for today. today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. He came to die. He came to die for my sins. For my sins. And today, and today, I confess of all my sins. I confess of all my sins. And ask you, Lord Jesus, and ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me, to forgive me of my sins, of my sins, and wash me, and wash me with your blood, with your blood. Today, today. I declare, I declare with my mouth, with my mouth, that Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, is Lord. And from today, and from today, I take Jesus, I take Jesus into my heart, into my heart, into my life, into my life as my Lord, as my Lord, and my personal Savior, and my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That just as I am, that just as I am, you have accepted me, you have accepted me. And from today, and from today, I am yours, I am yours, and you are mine, and you are mine. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for all these ones that you keep them from the evil one and keep them protected from the world. Anything that will cause them to backslide, keep them from it and plant these ones in the house of the Lord. The Bible said that the Spirit added daily to the church as many as were being saved. Holy Spirit, work on them add them to the family, the body of Christ and to the church by yourself in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. 
For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 0246-939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam-DHMM. Also at Loyalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.